0: The Square Ball Podcast.
1: Hello there and welcome to the show that's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. You can get ten percent off your legal fees and fifteen percent discount on conveyancing transactions and instructions received until the thirtieth of September. Have a look at LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan, hello, and I'm joined by Michael Normanton. Hello. And Mosca White, Daniel Chapman. Hello. So Propaganda is the show where we find out what is being said about Leeds United, both by our fans and by the opposition. You can find it on both YouTube and all the usual audio places, the podcast version. First, let's get a take on Leeds United fan opinion following the game at Burnley at the weekend. Our TSB Plus subscribers sent us their feedback on the Matchball podcast and this is what they picked out from that game, Uh, the one-all draw at Turf
2: Moor. What did they pick out misery generally a lot of misery not a lot of happy people we got a point we did we did get a point I think maybe we forgot that to
3: an extent I mean some of the criticism was aimed directly at us for being too negative I think because I think normally particularly you Moscow I think people normally expect we'll play badly and then they'll put the match ball on and they'll hear you saying we're going to win the league still and Mm. you didn't say that so it's it's your fault
2: I was a bit overwhelmed by the conversation turning so quickly towards relegation battle (laughs) that um, I couldn't drag us up from there. I am more cheerful about it now, thinking more about the last half an hour after Jamie Shackleton came on, or Jason Shackleton, as I saw on NBC, misnamed him. Maybe he plays better as a Jason and Jamie can pass to Patrick Bamford. And who gets Patrick? Stuart Dallas. Dan Dan James might fancy a a rebrand. Dan Patrick. Patrick Dan. All of these things work. But the last half hour or so, particularly the last 20 minutes, and especially the last 10, and really the bit when we scored, looked a lot more like Leeds when, and looking at the statistical side of it, Burnley had 12 shots in the match, 11 of them were before Jamie Shackleton came on. So it kind of tells you how the last half hour went. They gave up because they got their spawny little goal, and then um, we battered them until we got our spawny little goal. Having had time to
1: reflect on it, I think you're right. Because as you pointed out on the match, Ball Moscow, it took a little bit of time last season for the season to start to take shape. And we'd only just signed Rafinha this time last year and we hadn't yet parachuted him into into our starting side. So we know that changes are afoot and hopefully things will start to develop over the, the coming weeks in terms of what the, the football team does.
2: And they don't look great though. You no. know, shouldn't discard the fact they're not playing at their best and they don't seem to be doing the things that they're Brilliant at so there's not you know the, just because we're good for half an hour after Burnley have gone a, a goal up and and given up doesn't disguise the fact that it's not been a, a scintillating start of the season but there are probably lots of factors and reasons and form and momentum you know it's the first time probably since COVID and that shutdown that wasn't really does that count because it was so so many unusual circumstances this summer was the first holiday they've had in a long time and they look like a team that's kind of still a bit shaking the the holiday i mean michael you have a lot of holidays it's difficult to get back up to speed isn't it when you've 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 had so many breaks or is it more you've so many breaks that it's 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 harder to know I where keep,
3: you are actually at work i keep myself match fit on holiday i do um i do the jackie harrison stuff i go away to a, a podcasting retreat uh, see specialists, see um spend some time with um who else was Paul? Richard Herring and um who else is there? The American Joe Rogan, he's there. And we Patrick all just, Bamford. Patrick Bamford, yeah. Um he's there and we we all just uh, it's, it's just a more creative and, and nice environment really to, to be with
2: those guys. they're the, the poison in this studio. But there's uh, a bit of that with Luke Ailing, like his yeah. mistake against Ajax after seven seconds You think, okay, well this is pre-season, he's still getting back up to speed and then... He's just got married, he's still in his honeymoon period. Lots of things have have happened to these players that have not happened before and it's sometimes that's what second season syndrome refers to is getting over that bump where you kind of all that momentum from, from promotion and all the adrenaline and everything that carries you forward, all the surprise factor in the Premier League kind of hits a wall and then you're back to sort of maybe back to your true level and then you have to try and build yourself back up again. Bielsa said, I think, at the end of last season, when you're at the top, what you've got to try and do is keep remembering the things that took you to the top and not just be at the top, not just think you are there forever. If you don't do the stuff below, you'll quickly get found out. And But I don't know, it would, it would help if we were not playing the likes of Burnley. Well, they did drag us down to their level. There's no
1: two ways about it in the trenches stuff, wasn't it? We know that. We don't need to necessarily pick it apart too much. It was it was picked up loads on the feedback form, which we'll get into in a second. First, Chris did get in touch to agree with what I said about us wearing blue. We shouldn't have worn blue. I think that set us back right from the get-go. We should have been in all white because they normally have white shorts at home, but this year their kit appeared to have light blue shorts. Therefore, we would have been fine in our home kit. I know we need to sell the shirts
3: and Adidas probably want it on telly and all that kind of jazz. Tough. I mean, the colouring of it, it is kind of camouflagey against the the drab Burnley backdrop. Is this it, is this uh, getting into Man United grey? We are territory? drifting into it, but is it harder to pick out the passes? I don't know. I, I could mean, I could barely see where our players were on Sunday. I mean, part of the problem with the passes was that we were just hitting them long, which we don't tend to do. Which I think it was maybe a result of having no one in the middle to pass to, so, which was which does tend to make things a little bit easier. I think the bit of feedback that I was positive that I do kind of get on board with it, is it like Liam Lennon was saying that Deitch is the anti so his game plan was to basically start kicking us and call it a performance and that is true like they Burnley were not unhappy with that performance they watched that and went yes that was good yeah. whereas we watched it having got a point out of it as well and went Christ that was hard to watch that was terrible we don't want to see that every week whereas Burnley were like yes perfect we, just- we were just if we just if they hadn't scored we'd have we'd have called that a One of the best wins of the season. I uh, put a tweet out from the
1: Squareball account just picking apart their rough and tumble, knowing that their fans would bite back at it. It was a a genuine fishing expedition for which I should be more grown up. But you know what? Tough, it's football, isn't it? And it's Twitter. And a load of them did come back and I've just really, really enjoyed engaging with none of them and blocking all the... Just instantly, as soon as they replied, (laughs) block, block, block. But they've got like a a bullshit bingo card of all these things that get thrown at them every time. But it's like, do you not realise that if everybody's picking out the same characteristics in your side, that
3: maybe there's truth in it and that they are just shit houses, You would think so. I mean, to say how bad the Ashley Barnes tackle was, Dermot Gallagher said it was a red card. And Dermot Gallagher's job is essentially to agree with um, anything a referee does. And even he said, he. Did, I don't think he went as far as to say... He didn't go full Walton, did he? He didn't go as far as to say the referee should have sent him off. But I think he said, if he had been sent off, I would have struggled to argue against it, which is a very roundabout way of saying he should have been sent off The
1: ref Omerta is brilliant isn't it? They just will not ever properly go against one another like Peter Walton as we're saying he's is, is like the, just a the perfect
3: example like he just it kills him to disagree I'm just going to talk now for a little while until I can see that the referee has yes made the correct decision yes very good yes that's what I would have done I always changed his decision which is also correct it's good to be able to to have a second look at things and yes that's right too
2: That was probably one of the worst moments of the Premier League season so far was watching a game on BT and uh, enjoying whatever was happening. And then suddenly there's an incident and say, oh, and we can go over to Peter Walton. They've not brought him back. (laughs) Surely there must've been a break clause in his contract or God forbid they renewed it. But yeah, knowing that he would still be stealing that living. But um, even Jake Humphrey though, I mean, Jake Humphrey on his,
1: uh, in his ivory tower pokes fun at Peter Walton. I mean, and, and, you get the sense that Jake Humphrey is a deeply serious man who takes himself very seriously with capital V and capital S,
2: and even he's poking fun at, at Peter Walton and what he uh, he adds to the to the mix. Whereas uh, Tom Humphrey's feeding back to us, um, taking Michael <laughs> Oliver very seriously, uh, describing him as a pea headed elf. I love, I love that, and yeah, and he's, he's he's right. He's got a good point as well, and this links to Burnley's style of play in that it's not just that when the ball is effectively dead for an offside decision, Ashley Barnes, who is supposedly one of their creative forward players, will kung fu kick Stuart Dallas's hip off. But whenever there's a hint of a tackle or a foul on a Burnley player, they go down screaming and whining and wanting a yellow card and ditches up and down the touchline. So the thing that's uniquely annoying about Burnley is their attempt to have it both ways. You can have a physical approach and you can make it a fight and... Deitch was talking about it after the the game at Elland Road last year. Remember, they had the goal ruled out because Bertie Me um, said to Don Revy, "I'm going to foul Ilan Melier," and then the referee blew up before the ball went into the net. And he was all about, "Oh, well, what did he say?" <laughs> it was along the lines of um, that the it's it used to be the people's game and now it's gone soft. I, I think we've got something. Yeah, it at the better people's game, but now it's gone soft. Ah, yeah, yeah. That makes, that he,
1: makes sense now I've heard it. Yeah. He
2: put it more in kind of a, a warning. It was like people need to be very careful about what they want, what they wish for from football. And he's delighted now that they've got this, uh, the new approach this year, that it can be a bit more physical. But you can't embrace the increased physicality and the ability to get away with a little bit more, leaving a foot in here, dragging Pazabamps to the floor within the first 30 seconds of a game and then whinge to the extent that Burnley do about anything that is done unto them. Um, pick one, because you yeah. can't have both, but they try to have it both, and it's annoying. We did have
3: some feedback from Kit actually saying that he loved the physical battle, saying we moan about the sanitised version of the Premier League, but this was like the 90s WWF, and he, he quite enjoyed the fact that it was... It, we got to see that side of our game, because we didn't shy away from it, did we? We, did, I think it would have been easy for, for us to be bullied and just let it happen. Like Pat Bamford, when we talk back to the Derby playoff game where Richard Keogh basically just shoved him around. I think if you could put the modern-day Pat Bamford back into that game, he'd probably chin him, which yeah. I think would be a good thing.
1: just yeah, a little, little tap around the knees would probably take care of it these days, wouldn't it?
2: We are quite a tough bunch. We just hide it behind lots of man buns. Our team always gets accused of looking like they're working a, a craft brewery, don't they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> for example North where you can buy the square ball beer no, um, that was grubby Moscow but well done but they Diego Urense looks like he's got a madness in him um, Strike is strong Cooper is you know the league one aspects of him that we still like is that he will he, he looks willing to chin somebody when necessary Ailing will just kind of moan Stuart Dallas made sure he hurt Ashley Barnes as much as Ashley Barnes hurt him so that was good and then yeah the new improved England edition, Patrick Bamford is willing to to mix it with Mina and um, Tchaikovsky. And Rafinha, you're just not going to take Rafinha on because, you know, he tried to kick Patrick Bamford's head off for sheer joy. So imagine what he'd done if Bamford had done something to upset him. Shackleton, though, they could probably take Shackleton. I think anybody could probably fight (laughs) Shackleton. He's only a little tiny tiny, tiny boy, isn't he? Um, Him and Dan James can team up.
1: Well, uh, Rachel did pick out Shackleton's performance as something to be cheerful about, and uh, she points out that it was a frustrating game against an annoying side, but every time that we feel sad, angsty slash worried, that's us, uh, remember that Burnley fans have to watch that every week, uh, and we don't, and it'll be okay. That is one of the things on the Burnley bullshit bingo card that I was tweeted at numerous times. Imagine having to watch that every week. They're wearing it as a badge of honour. They're basically, they're just the modern-day Wimbledon.
3: I mean, to give Burnley some credit, no, why? Uh, well, well, how many of their... I mean, this is admittedly partly their problem because they bought these players. But if you look at their team, how many of that team would you want at Leeds? Well, not. You not. might have Chris Wood for the bench or something. There's maybe one or two you'd take as you know as well, space fillers. Ashley
2: Barnes, so we don't, inferior, don't have children inferior to Luke Varney, but to but say Charlie that, Taylor, he can just go and live with Rafinha, and you can just make fun of him every day.
3: On on that, did you notice Sean Dyche in the post match saying he was tripped? I'm not going to go on about it, but he was tripped. About Charlie Taylor. Absolute lie. He, he tripped over his own legs and the pitch. That's yeah. not, you can't have a, a free kick. Tripped by a ghost. But, but hang on a second, what what sort of a game does he want? That's the question. A man's game. <laughs> yeah. So what? Trips else? are sneaky.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Keep it to knees.
2: <laughs> I've, been distra-
1: I've been distracted by Sean Dutch. Now. Someone
3: actually said, um, <laughs> tweeting me to say that they thought they might have COVID because they've been doing that voice to their son. Um, and they woke up with such a sore throat that they were like, oh dear, what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, Michael's had expert professional training. I've not, it just heard for a couple oh, of days afterwards. Oh, fair enough. But yeah. yeah, but what I'm saying is they have managed to construct something that stays in the Premier League, whereas Norwich have come up and play nice football and seem intent on just going back down as they did last time. So yeah, oh, they, I think they deserve credit, you're right.
1: Yeah, for, for putting something together capable of staying in there. But as we've said before, like we just have bigger ambitions than that. And that, you know, rightly or wrongly, whether that's entitlement, arrogance, whatever it might be, we wouldn't put up with that for long because we're not a bunch of dingles from a small backwater in
3: Lancashire. I mean we did briefly get behind Neil Warnock. There was that period where people were like, well Yeah, but in desperation this this might work.
2: It was desperate times, Michael. That's all that was. I know Moscow never did. No. (laughs) That first match against Southampton when it was like, oh we got the ball in the box a lot. We never had a chance. Anyway, we also and I think where it impacted on us is we got the worst version of Burnley this season because they've been scrubbing around all summer trying to get wingers and they've finally got Aaron Lennon this week like basically two days before the game uh, which seems to be the theme Uh, Everton signed Andy Lonergan just before playing us they got Lennon I don't know who were Liverpool are going to like release Milner and re-sign him again before the next match and or maybe they'll get Lonergan maybe just everybody's hands Lonergan around and and uh, take it in turns and then they've got Maxwell Cornet who they were all very happy about. Um, I think they showed his signing video at halftime at Turf Moor. And they're wingers and um, they let their previous wide players go during the summer. So at the moment, they don't have any other choice but banging it up to Chris Wood. Whereas last season and later in this season, they will use actually the, the bits of the pitch that are to the left and right of Wood so we got but So they'll the, bang it
3: long, bang it long into the channels rather than just at his head.
2: Yeah, there'll be there'll be three different places they can bang it long.
3: <laughs> did you see Deitch talking about them signing him? Because he described what, what it. What as, did he say and how did he say he it? He said something like it was something fucking hell. <laughs> he said something along the lines of <laughs> The Border were really hard on this one. <laughs> and it, it was just hinted, there was a little hint that maybe he wasn't someone Seam- he wanted to sign. He Seam- was like seamless. <laughs> these fancy 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 foreign lads that, that are being forced upon me by these bloody Yanks. He'll, well, he'll, I, I just wanted some championship cloggers is what I wanted. He'll
1: be, he'll be absolutely furious that he's uh, he speaks French, won't he? Absolutely furious. Yes. Did, did, you, you, did
3: you notice the signing picture? I was just going to yeah. say, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly that. You know, the, the, evidently, the photographer said to him, Maxwell, uh, point to the badge. And he's, he's just gone wrong, gone to the wrong side, hasn't he? He's pointing at the Umbro logo rather than the, uh, the Dingle Town logo. Yeah, I hope he kisses it in the next game as well. The Umbro. <laughs> the Umbro. Kiss the Umbro. Uh, brilliant. Uh, speaking of um, the Dingles, Mike from Tooting was... Uh, was very pleased to point out and agree with us that we hit the burning issue of the worryingly sparse Burnley gene pool right on the head. Hit that nail right on the head. Uh, he t- no, I won't go into that. That's that's cruel. But it does mention webbed fingers and clubbed feet.
3: To get onto more negativity, I mean, it's kind of a positive because of Jamie Shack doing well, but a few people pointing out as well what's happened to Luke Ayling because he's not been great in these games. And when Jamie Shackleton's come on it does seem to have improved us. Got, he
1: has got married. All, all we can say is he's been distracted by that. He's still got his head. His head's not in the game, is he? He's, he's off there with Poppy in Dubai on, on honeymoon still.
2: He had Ellie Goulding singing at his wedding. That's going to be a distraction for anybody. It does seem a big leap. Ailing isn't playing well. That's fine. But a big leap from, if you, we remember in May, why isn't Ailing at the European Championships playing for England? Every other right back's gone. To August, to he should just retire basically so it's, it's all over for him get drama and uh, and Shackleton but he the next um, that he
1: did was nice though on Chris
2: Wood yes but that's part of him uh, that's part of him just doing that because it was Chris Wood he wouldn't have done that to any other player he's taken the piss out of uh, an old teammate and it's, that's sailing all day and i love him for it defensively i think he's when he went into the uh, the back three that was what changed when Shackleton little Jason came on <laughs> He's better as a right wing back and I think him and Rafinha just work really well together. The goal is a great example and we talked about in the match ball the way that they're linking up down the right hand side. Ailing just isn't really going to do that but when he went back into to be one of the three centre backs so that Shackleton could go and do that not a problem. Admittedly there was less to do because Burnley weren't going forward as much but then the problem is we've got you know four really good centre backs. It's not impossible that you might Give Ailing a rest and try Shackleton
1: playing. I've got a better solution before you but after you, just come to me after this because I've got a solution that's better than you're gonna say. I is, know it'll be
2: good, but is this is Your be solution is the knacker's yard, and that's kind of where I'm I'm not quite at that point yet where we need to just say Ailing is gone forever and we'll we'll <laughs> never be able to pick him again. He's gone over Rainbow it. Bridge. Mm. Mm, no, it's, that's not my solution. My solution is
1: to make him get divorced so he's got some pain to feed off. And it sort of you know drives him along. He has to throw himself into his work and uh, and just use it as
3: fuel to improve his performance. Well, typically, from my experience of seeing people people's marriages break down, they, he's, too, they, he's too happy. Is they, what I'm well, he's what saying. he's too happy. They tend to either go go and get ultra fit because they've got a point to prove, or they get ultra fat. And I think he's already ultra fit, so I don't think I don't think I want him trying to get any fitter, and I certainly don't want him getting fatter. So. Yeah, I is don't he, know. Is he in the sweet spot? I feel like maybe he's, maybe we should see how this marriage pans out before we, we divorce him.
2: Okay, but form happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Players dip. They have good times. They have bad times.
3: He has been here before as Ailing. He has had dips.
2: Yeah, and then he plays better later. So there's two ways you can do it. You can either give him a, a rest until he's better, and you'd look at it as a positive and say Shackleton deserves to to have a go there. But well, I mean, how long is it going to be before we decide, "Well, Shackleton has a bad half." It's like, "Well, he's never going to be a right back," and it's kind of, I feel the 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 there's, extra there's, there's risk
1: attached to it, isn't there? If you take him out,
2: there is. But and I think the extra edginess around everything at the start of this season is contributing to how people are feeling about Luke Ayling. Do you and, think? Uh, and either you leave him in until he plays better, knowing that even at his worst, Luke Hailing is all right, or you just give Shackleton a go because he's cute. <laughs> and Rafinha likes him but I was going to ask
1: do you think there's an argument now because a load of people on the feedback picked out Rodrigo slash midfield and you know the amount of work that Calvin's having to do he just looks like he's swamped half the time and I know we don't want to necessarily rely too much on sure, but given that we're recording with what about 12 hours of the transfer window left it looks like it is sure or nothing for the centre of midfield because Rodrigo didn't work I mean, loads of people uh, Sazzy, Roger, Ding Katie, Tom all picked out Rodrigo not working, and Ben just well, poses the question: How do you solve a problem like Rodrigo? I don't know. Is is the, the answer? But with a winger, that seems that seems to be the answer. <laughs> but there there seems to be logic attached to it. If it's true that Rafinha's going to move inside a little bit, or as an option to move inside, or maybe Jackie Harrison does, who knows? But it's an extra option, isn't it? Where you can shake things up. I just
2: don't want to see Rodrigo play there ever again. Well, there's different type. There's different scenarios in which he plays uh, against Burnley as against Everton because they play two up front with three at the back and that means there's necessarily one less midfielder so the midfield is essentially Calvin Phillips so that's that and then Rodrigo um, makes our midfield look worse because he prefers playing forward if we're back to two at the back of, of flat back four will probably be against Liverpool because they play three up front don't they so we only have one player to mark in the middle so two centre halves. It means Calvin is not on his own. We have we can have a Dallas in there, we can have a click in there or Click or Rodrigo depending, COVID dependent, form dependent, whichever. So there will be more help. It's we never look good or we never look as good when we're three at the back. We don't do we because no. it, it empties midfield we, we lose a midfielder for it. We go instead of it being four one, four one it's three one three three, and it's not as good. Or rather, it's three three one three. One or the other. Yeah. Either way, I know what you mean, and, and, I, if you, and I agree. And if you look through the the team as it was, it's three centre halves, and then we were saying we, we were better when Shackleton came on. But it's Ailing on the right and Stuart Dallas on the left as defenders, and then Calvin, and then the forwards. There isn't a midfield, and it's it's one of the reasons why. I'm not so asked about whether we do or don't sign a midfielder before the end of the window because we don't have a lot of people in that area anyway. But it is also why you want Rodrigo to be working better with Calvin to form that link through the middle of the pitch. Or just keep giving it to Rafinha until he sorts everything out as the the other option. But it's not as simple as just Rodrigo doesn't work because we have seen him work. I mean he's all right last season for a lot of it, and created isn't he, don't the sta- I mean, numbers, whatever, but don't stats always show that he was one of the Premier League's most creative players last year? It's minute by for, minute, yeah. Minute by minute. So it's not like he does nothing. And even on Sunday, there were those moments when he's, get, he, there was that lovely turn when he played it wide to Jackie and there was other moments where he links up the play quite well. So but, many
3: that I can't remember.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it seems
3: to It seems to come alive when it's, in the attacking third, it's just when he drops deeper, he has, he doesn't seem to quite know what he's doing, which is, I guess, is inevitable when you've played up front for your whole life and then you're being asked to occasionally mm-hmm. drop deeper. Whereas, for all of his faults, when Tyler Roberts came on, he looks more likely to make something happen when he does that. He can, he gets the ball and he turns on it quickly and he's kind of, he's, he just seems to be looking for passes. Whereas Rodrigo is a bit more like, it feels like he's, he's thinking, I know I need to go back and get this. It's not instinctive is what But when saying. I get yeah, it, yeah. I don't really know what I'm going to do with it so I'll probably just give it to Liam Cooper and then turn away.
2: Yeah, I think don't take all that necessarily as a like a spirited defensive Rodrigo, just kind of an I don't think he's an absolute abject failure. I would drop him and play Tyler Roberts at the moment though because I think there's two things to test. One, Rodrigo, when's he going to be worth 30 million quid? And then the other one is Tyler Roberts, is he worth his new contract? If they're competing for a place, Rodrigo hasn't really done anything great so far this season. Tyler Roberts—it's the same argument with Jason Shackleton. Every time he comes on, he looks good. So
3: there is a footballer called Jason Shackle, isn't there? Although,
2: yes, yeah, I think and something like that. Mary,
3: Mary Shackles
2: as well. Yes, that's a good song. <laughs> You're thinking about the song now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Um, I want—I just want to praise you for that reference. Thank you. Uh, just thinking about. Um,
1: Tyler Roberts and Dan James linking up. They, of course, they can talk in Welsh now, can't they? And that'll throw the opposition off.
3: They share a common language. Yes, both both from um, Wales, as they are. Where is it? Uh, Gloucestershire and Hull somewhere, is it, where Dan James is from? North Cave, I think the family live, yeah. Fair enough. Oh, po- That's Posh Hull.
1: It is very, yeah. That's yeah. Posh Hull. Yeah, it's not really Hull, is it? Because that's a bit of an oxymoron. Uh, let's finish on a positive note then on the feedback. And a number of people said, look, whoa, steady on. I mean, Craig Robertson, who has got the name of a footballer, Said, Jesus wept, lads. That was a tough watch. And I'm not talking about the game. Presumably talking about our match ball live stream. Yeah, well, you know what? It is shooting from the hip. I and mean, I think we all felt just a tiny bit down at full time there because it felt a bit underwhelming. But, you know, forgive us that uh, that indiscretion. But Daniel M, that's not me, but another one who shares my uh, my name and second initial. Am I the only one who isn't down on that performance? It was a combination of both games against them last season. They pressured us high. Uh, well at points but we broke and looked really dangerous and on another day we go ahead in the first half and win easily when they're starting to chase it. It's a fair point but you know don't expect me to feel happy when we draw away at Burnley.
3: I think that was the thing with the the game last season we took the lead and then it felt like they were never going to be able to get back into it whereas on this it was fairly evenly matched and a bit scrappy and then they well, why didn't they just capitulate and do the decent thing? But well, when they took the lead, then they completely stopped trying to score. Like uh, Moscow was saying, I don't. Did they have any shots after after one one shot? They just gave up. They were like, right, okay, we hold this. And they almost did, in fairness to them. So maybe it wasn't a terrible strategy, given they've not got that many great footballers.
2: And all the heat on Rodrigo and him being involved enough, and and everybody else. Let's lash out Rafinha for that's twice this season when he's not. Used his left foot to shoot from the right channel. There was the one against Scum when Tyler Roberts put him through, and that must have been was that his left foot though? I may be besmirching him. Anyway, shoot into the goal. Oh, like you've been, reading, been of, reading my manual instead of shooting wide. Well, <laughs> he had that great chance in the first half when he he just shot a good two feet wide. Across goal, when it that was on his right foot, wasn't and it? He should have squared yes. it to Pat, shouldn't he? He could have squared it to Pat. He could have cut inside onto his left and curled it into the other corner. He's got he's good enough to be finishing those chances. It's not like we were putting, bless him, Liam Cooper in the attack and saying, right, finish yeah. this. I will chance. disagree
1: with that. He, he had time to shift it onto his left. I don't think he did. I think he had to take that when he did. He I just think he took
2: it badly. Has the ability to do whatever he wants with the football. So why doesn't he score every time he touches it? Mm. That's my question. But that that's um. I'm not really lashing into him, but it, it is annoying that if he'd have I mean, taken if, that chance if he would, he would fuck you up because well, you certainly. saw what he did to Pat Bamford's back or attempts to anyway. So he uh but if he'd taken that chance, we're well, one nil up in the first half and it's a very different game from then on. And when Burnley are being so Burnley, you need those things to go in the net rather than wide.
0: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: In this half of the show, then, we will find out what the opposition fans... I've had to say about Leeds United and we'll have a, a look at maybe the wider world of propaganda because there's plenty of funny stuff out there at the minute and probably less threatening than some of the uh, people in Burnley are, are going to be. So what do we have this time, Michael? Good, good to have you
3: back, by the way, on this show. Thank, good to be back. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Because you did miss the Everton propaganda. I just couldn't bear the Scouse, the Scouse noise. I did listen to it though. It was, um, I mean, you know, it wasn't as good without me, was it? It's, uh, that's, mm. that's, what, that's what all the feedback was saying.
2: Yes, I, I, I didn't see any. No, of that. No, no,
3: no, did I? But um, <laughs> anyway, Turfcast TV. This is the bloke we'll remember from last year who had the uh, the teardrop tattoo. He's he's got
1: sort of a, a rough Luke Ailing look about uh, Luke Hayling look about him, hasn't he? He's kind of got that. Yeah. he's got the the
3: ponytail. And... Luke Ailing had been in the forces and then lived on the streets and then spent some time in prison. Mm. This is how it was carry- I would look. But he doesn't seem to have been seen on this channel since our four nil win last season. Because I was checking back and he was on there quite a bit last year and now he's gone. Mm. So. Where's he been? So where's he gone? Who knows? Let's not speculate. Instead, we have this man who is frankly too reasonable.
4: Um, disappointed, obviously, that we didn't hold on for all three points. It's the same every week, isn't it? Or every time we go in front, should I say. We, we, you know, we're playing well, we're high intensity, they're doing very, very well. We get the goal, go in front, and then we sit back and invite pressure. And you don't want to do that against a team like Leeds because they're just relentless and they won't stop. And that's exactly what they did. Um, You could see that we'd grown tired. We defended really well. We played very, very well. But you could see we'd grown tired of just sitting back and defending. And then, their goal was a bit fortuitous, but I don't really have any complaints. Obviously, it just comes to Bamford, a bit of a deflection, but ours was a bit of a scramble as well and a bit of a deflection as well, so I don't really have any complaints about that. But ultimately, I thought we played very, very well. I think we've done well. We've got a, a good point against a good side, and I took a point earlier um, this morning, obviously disappointed in the end uh, to miss out uh, and drop two points. But I think if we play like we did in that game for the rest of the season, we'll be more than all right. But. Yeah, got no real issues with that. I thought the lads did very, very well. I just wish that when we get in front, we carry on that intensity and we keep going forward we don't sit back. That's what we need to do.
3: Michael, can I just check? Did you edit that clip at all? No, the reason he's speaking like that is because he, it's a 60-second review of the game. Oh. And he's obviously got quite a lot to say, so he's doing it all in the style of the whole train racing commentator He was like this. It took him 40 seconds to breathe. He's really really going very fast. I think I think, could have five seconds the stab, but then really that's the whole review. So that's the way he's doing it at that speed. But yeah, I was also when I was editing the clip down, I thought, have I, because on YouTube, you can choose to play things at yeah. double speed and stuff. And I, I had the same thought, but um, no, that is just how he's, that is just how he's speaking. <laughs> that does explain it a bit better. Cause I was worrying for him then. I thought he must've been going like like
1: purple in the face, <laughs> same color as their shirts. What else have we got?
3: Well, talk Burnley FC, which is another YouTube channel. This is some, uh, a young lad who was doing a live watch along, which is, which is always a bit better. I think for the, the slightly more unhinged and angry stuff, which is, which is what people want. Isn't it essentially, he's got like nice. Um, 90s curtains as well as this lad which I like is that? Is that when back? you're saying curtains you, know, you don't mean like the decorations I know I have. mean like the yeah hair. hair you used to have curtains I, didn't I, I did once upon a time Well, it was meant to be I had it cut so I could do it but then you had to brush it and stuff if you did that and I did you look like you were a member of just, the charlatans it was just moppy was yeah. mine rather than uh, it was just a, a poor quality mop but yeah this is him watching along um, and our equaliser
5: Leeds again coming forward on the wing here Charlie Taylor though oh Charlie Taylor tripping over and it's a cross. Bend me with two players in. It's a Leeds goal. It's Patrick Bamford with the goal. You fucking knew it was coming. <laughs> they do not fucking deserve that. They do not fucking deserve that. But Charlie Taylor tripped. And as soon as he tripped, I thought, oh shit. Benmy me with a good block. And it was sort of like our goal, really. Pinballed him. Crossed it. Benmy me with a good first block. And the second block deflected. And then straight to Bamford, who tucked it into the back of the net. And it is one-one now. Burnley versus Leeds here at Turf Moor again. They do not fucking deserve it, lads.
1: I like how he swings between sounding like
3: somebody who's reporting for Soccer Saturday and then an angry dingle. It was nice on this as well that he um, he does get into Bamford uh, after this. I feel like last year Bamford being hated was more of a recurring theme, whereas he's he's kind of got off, hasn't he, so far? But
2: Burnley it, they won't let him won't let it lie though, will they?
3: Well, no, exactly. So this is what I had to say about Pat Bamford.
5: I do not deserve that. Bamford with the goal. What a twat. We fucking crippled him when we had the chance. And now game is on. 1-1 here. Burnley versus Leeds. Fuck me. Fuck me.
2: Over to you to make the me joke, Moscow. I I just had a look at his um, YouTube channel to check out the curtains. And I noticed on his thumbnail, he's wearing the World Cup 98 England top. And this is England's Patrick Bamford that he's talking about. So you can't be wishing to cripple the England striker. There is some kind of, there's a a bit of a a decorum issue here. When a player is called up for their country. It's noble, isn't it? And you're wearing that country shirt on your your screen. And with the curtains, he seems to be going for like a a Teddy Sheringham thing. I don't know if he's he's got the goalkeeper top so he can cosplay as Ian Walker. We
1: we have to allow for the fact that this is Burnley though, and, and it is still the 1990s there. That shirt is a new release in that town
2: as is the haircut. And yeah, you, you can't be talking about tripling England's Pat Bamford. When he was only a Leeds player, fine, do what you want to him. But um, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see. I mean, when we play, Crystal Palace always have a problem with him as well. They were they were big against Bamford last season. So when, um, obviously, we'll be playing them after he's scored nine goals in the three internationals that are coming up. Crystal Palace, it's got Palace in the name and an eagle as their badge. These are very royal things in uh, my imagination. Royal? You're going to tell them they're not? <laughs> I don't know. They'll rip your face off.
3: <laughs> I did enjoy him saying it should have crippled him when we had the chance. Does he mean when he was in Burnley? I don't should have f- just taken him out around the back of Chicken Cottage or something. Away, just... away from the CCTV cameras. Just done him in. Exactly. Car park beating. Anyway, he, he continues getting angry and it says we ruined his day, which was nice.
5: As Leeds come forward again now here on the wing... Fucking hell! I was so happy. We were talking about who Nikki wants to shag. It was a great day. Now, you know, one one.
3: Uh, Nikki's his mum. She's not really. <laughs> <laughs>
5: gonna... Nikki, Nikki is some woman who was in the uh, who was in the
3: chat. They, they were kind of flirting through this. They were like, he, he was, she was kind of saying, "Oh, are you on are you on Twitter? I'll, I'll DM you and stuff." And yeah, it was uh, it was unfolding. I then did have a look at her um, Twitter because she, she, she... she was sharing it. No, but she, I think she probably is about old enough to be his mother. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But we've heard about the gene pool in Burnley already. It
1: could be his cousin, his mum,
2: his sister. This is it. The first thing you need to do is get a DNA test before you, you're going out with anybody in Burnley, if you're from Burnley. And the
1: good thing about Burnley is the pre-fill, 98% of it. It's all uh, It's all laid out there. Uh, what else have we got
3: then from uh, this young man, this potty-mouthed young man? This is just uh, at the end, and he's just he's just really frustrated with the whole thing, which is just it's just quite pleasant to hear.
5: End of the day, we should be winning this fucking game. We shouldn't. They should not have scored corner to leads. They should not have scored at all, at all. They have been shit all game. But at the end of the day, we didn't take as many chances as we could, and it's fucking wank, shit defending when they score.
3: verger tears there. It's good, fucking it?
5: wank. <laughs> They've been shit. I was... <laughs> it, <Nicky.
3: laughs> Send me a
1: picture to cheer me up. I want to know what him and Nicky have been up to. Well, I'm not sure you do, to be honest. Well, fair point, fair point. So is that it for Burnley then? They are uh, just generally unhappy. I mean, I did enjoy, did you not enjoy when it cut to the crowd? That last five minutes was probably the most enjoyable part. Because, you know, I said on, on Sunday, I felt quite aggy. I felt quite aggravated by the whole experience of Sunday because we had a couple of issues with the live stream as well afterwards, which, which just annoyed me and the game had annoyed me. But that five-minute window after we'd scored and it was showing the crowd shots about how, just how disappointed they all looked that's what football's about isn't it it's about
3: basking in the misery of others weren't we recently voted by Burnley fans as their biggest rivals as well I'm sure I saw some poll or something where each club had asked to vote on who th- who their most hated team was or something and Burnley's was us it's, it's very, it's very close though
1: isn't it to, you know if you go over the tops via Keasley it's not a long drive
2: it's all about ownership of Chumbawamba they're still bitter because they all <laughs> left Burnley I moved to Leeds and then formed a, an alcohol punk band that eventually became successful. And they've never forgiven us because, you know... Name good, Wumba was. Name a good band from Burnley. And they want to be able to say Chumba Wumba, but they can't. Right. I thought that's what it was. But I'm glad you've confirmed it for
1: our viewers and, and listeners. It's good of you. Well, uh, at least we don't have to listen to them for a bit until when? when's the return fixture? Later Two, in the season. Too bloody soon, Yeah. Wider world of propaganda then outside of uh, the walls of Burnley.
2: Who've
3: we got? It's not Arsenal fan TV. It's not a very wide
2: world, is it? It's Arsenal. It's
3: Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal are the best value for these things because they're um. Well, Arsenal fan TV is like its own ecosystem, isn't it? It's like and troops TV who we're about to hear now is like a someone who did he evolve? Did he slide out of the uh, pool of it's a spl- Arsenal fan it's a TV? Splinter group, isn't it's, he? But you can see he's doing Arsenal fan TV. Things he, he's on a live stream here with another bloke who doesn't speak at all because he goes on this really really odd rant and thank you for, to uh, Ben Johnson by the way the disgraced sprinter who sent us this morning well, not the uh, the playwrights no <laughs> no I'm going I'm going with uh, drug cheats Canadian drug cheat
1: Ben Johnson did he do the Alchemist he did do the Alchemist I studied that at school that's that's it's just good play triggered off a lot I didn't understand a bloody word of it it's about alchemy I I've, I got that from the title alone yeah. Yeah, it's like Titanic. I knew that was about the ship just from the title of the
2: film. Mm. Anyway.
3: Anyway, yeah, here he is talking about Mikel Arteta. Starts saying he isn't a very good football manager. Ends with some other stuff.
6: (laughs) Just quit. Quit, bro. You are not the man. You are not a manager. Go back to coaching. You're not a manager. You are not that guy. You are not that guy. You will never be that guy. I don't even want you to manage another club because this, this, this ain't right. This ain't right. This is not right. This is a this is this is a war crime. Yeah, he should be put in jail for war crime. Yeah, this is a war crime, blood. Yeah, he should be put in Guantanamo Bay, Rikers Island. That's where he should be. Yeah, that's where he should be. And just give him bread and water, blood. Just give him bread and water, fam. No butter, bread and water. Yeah, give him warm water as well. Not even cold water. Give him warm water, blood. <laughs> Tap water as well, blood. Yeah, the man should be cutting. The man, he's committing more crimes than Bin Laden. Blood, I don't give a shit, bro. He's committing more crimes than Gaddafi, Saddam Hussein. You put all of them blood. He is as bad as them, bro. This man is a terrorist. This man is a terrorist.
2: I mean, he's not. We should say very clearly for the record that he's not. Yeah, there is there is a point where um, you you do slide over into actual defamation at some <laughs> points, and um, I think it happened very very early in the clip. To be honest, <laughs> um.
3: I like the reference to Rikers Island though it was very specific the, um, I mean people said we were negative after the Burnley game I don't think anyone was accusing anyone of war crimes and terrorism what war? Uh, I, I, I don't know I enjoyed my favourite bits is when he's, he he thinks he's, he's he's obviously done the worst things in the world and the worst thing he can think of to punish him with is no butter and
2: also warm water, warm tap
3: water, and not and <laughs> not from the kitchen tap. That, that Brita, that Brita jug <laughs> in the bin,
2: straight from the from the hot tap, and he can like it, There's
3: and not and not from the kitchen tap either. From the bathroom tap, which comes from the tank in the loft, which could have a dead pigeon in it and spiders and stuff. But and that's what he should drink. You know, if you're making yourself like a
1: glass of like orange squash or whatever cordial, whatever you might want to call it. There's nothing worse than, let's say, you've, you've run a bowl of water and there's just a little bit of hot water still left yeah, in the tap. You,
2: you've forgotten to run and it. And
1: you've forgotten to run it out. And then it's you not get, good. It's terrible, isn't it? So, I mean, that does seem like a, I fi- don't imagine, a fitting
2: punishment for war crimes. I don't imagine it's the worst thing that happens to anybody <laughs> at Guantanamo Bay. Is that what they mean by waterboarding? I'm not sure. True
1: story. You know, like they um, they play like, I think it's like Westlife. They used to play on stuff on loop, didn't they? To the prisoners who were inside Guantanamo Bay. They'll
2: play this,
1: Troops no, TV. Yeah, or, or they're
2: just playing playbacks of Arsenal. Yeah, we'll have a Arsenal fan shouting at you until eternity. Was Bin Laden not an Arsenal fan though, by
3: the he way? He was, yeah. actually, yeah. He was. So they, they need to own that. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> do they well, probably not <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me fun and games what else have we got then Johnny United he's a man on Twitter we heard from him last season at some point he's the one who sounds he's like that oh alright just have a nice day is what he always finishes on he gets, and he gets quite angry uh, and, was he the whiny mank yeah. yeah he's he's it's quite a, diff- I mean well I was, yeah. was going to say that doesn't narrow it narrow it, down it, down narrow it. it. Yeah. Um, but here he is after their draw with Southampton it's only a two minute video I've, I've trimmed it down a bit because there's there's too much mank on it He's clear, he's trying to make clear that he's not losing his head about this. And as everyone knows, the best way to show you're not losing your head is to keep saying it while definitely not losing it.
6: All right, guys, uh, match reaction for uh, Southampton United. Listen, I'm, I'm not on I'm past losing my head anymore. It's not worth it. Jesse Lingard coming on. Why, I'll, I'll, you know, like, honestly, how does Van der Beek not get a chance? It brings Scott McTominay on. Scott McTominay was fucking, always oh, not started because of an injury. So, by the way, he's not getting credit for that neither because he didn't squad rotate. It was was a forced change given an injury. Then he he, he brings uh, McTominay on over Van Der Beek, who's fully fit. It's bullshit, man. I'm not losing my head, honestly. What now? And he can say I'm being reactionary. I'm not because I've been seeing this for two and a half years. Two and a half years I've been seeing this. I'm not even losing my head. It's pathetic. Enjoy the rest of your day. See you later.
2: I've compl- forgotten about that little payoff at the end. I'm completely lost. So Lingard came on. I don't even know what it was. Instead saying. of McTominay, no. Instead of Van der Beek, but, but then it was. But, he, but it was McTominay was on. I, but I he mean, was injured.
3: I, I did edit I did edit some of it, so it doesn't make it entirely oh, okay. make it. There was a bit of him talking about Man United in the middle, which was which was I kind don't of need to hear it, which was kind of boring. But yeah, his basic argument was McTominay didn't start, right because he wasn't fit, but then he brought him on instead of Van der Beek, who is fit, and then he brought okay. Lingad on, who also wasn't going to do anything. But he's not losing his head about it.
2: He just he just is quite angry. And as long as we all have a nice day.
3: <laughs> yeah, i have a nice day, lad.
2: Unless you're to and scare who can't pick a substitute. Am I right in thinking, though, that Johnny, this is the lad who was in the Special Forces
1: or something like that, who started his own YouTube Why channel? Why keep picking on these people? I don't know. Because um, he, he could probably have you, uh, I dare say.
2: We'll send uh, Jason Shackleton to fight him.
1: These clips, these other clips of, of other fans do remind me that despite our own negativity like on the match ball, that it's actually fine, isn't it? We're in a pretty good place. I mean, football its ridiculous as a hobby. I mean, we did a, a, a thing on the extra ball this week about what football means to you. And it's like, what's your relationship to Leeds United and all that sort of stuff. And it's, it's, it's mental, isn't it? The whole thing. And I like to think we're at the
2: more sensible end of the spectrum when it comes to how we view it. I think even through the days of pocket Day, Steve Evans. I mean I have very strong feelings about Steve Evans and his his ever coming close to managing Leeds United. I don't think I ever accused him of war crimes or suggested that he be dragged off to uh to the kitchen to be given a glass of warm water. There's there's lines that uh, that we've yet to cross. Maybe we we'll have had
3: gravy. No gravy on your roast, Steve. How'd you like that? Eh? Hey? No, gra- no stuffing, uh, no
2: Yorkshire's. Maybe just the, just boiled peas. Maybe the Premier League will drag us to that point. And this will be us in a few a few years. I think that is the thing with Man United and Arsenal
3: fans. They've basically had decades of always being in the top four or five, haven't they? And then having to not win anything. The entitlement mean, breeds. Not, yeah, because like Johnny, I mean, based on his, his video, I guess he looks like he's probably in his late 20s, early 30s. So he's, he's never seen a bad Man United team. This is a bad Man United team because they don't win the league every single season.
2: I've just got his Twitter profile up, though. I think he has seen some bad things. Let's have a look. Sorry to the viewers if you're not sharing in this, but yeah.
3: He's
1: got a, there's a lot of what you might deter, call focus. He's got a lot of focus in his eyes, hasn't he? He's got a very determined He's glare.
2: absolutely adamant that we should all have a nice day and he will accept no dissent on that matter. And I, for one, agree with him. We should all have a nice day. Well, there we go. Is that propaganda wrapped up for this week then? That'll do. Yeah.
3: There's not all that much Burnley stuff around because of um, scarcity of
1: computers. Yeah. <laughs> Right, well, uh, we'll wrap it up there then for propaganda for this week. Main show will follow on both the, uh, the YouTube and audio feeds. So like, don't forget to like and subscribe, guys. All right, have a nice day. All right, we'll see you in a bit. Bye.
0: The Square Ball Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen